Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 128 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joker Patrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, another tournament down. The June joust ended, and my God, a insane finals. The Shanghai Dragons came back. They were down 3-1, was it? Yes, and they won 4-3. Oh, yeah. uh, insanely impressive run. Um... And overall, I got to say the rest of the weekend, not as memorable, maybe not as good of matches, um, but it was all worth it for an amazing finals uh, that, of course, me and Joe will get straight into, I guess. Any, I mean, before we get into the finals, <laughs> Joe, I guess I, I won't be that rude to the rest of the weekend um, before we get into the finals. I mean, any any game, any of these games in the tournament weekend you want to point out that you enjoyed? I mean, the, the best... They were all sweeps except the Dallas Fuel 3-1 against Atlanta. Atlanta gave Dallas a, a little bit of a run for their money. Um, and then when they faced Shanghai, it looked like they were just done. <laughs> um, but, yeah, any any of these five previous games before we get to the finals you want to talk about, any performances here? It was mostly what I expected because I had a perfect bracket basically minus the exact map scores. You did. I was going to shout that out uh, <laughs> on our, our running pick'ems thing that we've got going um yeah john had perfect bracket i had uh i don't know what i had but <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not what ended up happening um yeah we talk about new york i mean new york um showed up played well um they got a oh well i was gonna say they got a trip to hawaii out of it but i guess they didn't they, yeah, no. <laughs> they just they stayed in, in korea yeah. um uh yeah showed up played well got Got 0 and 6 uh, in terms of map scores, but I think it's definitely um, a plus form that they made it. Um, I'm trying to think: do they get like a bonus point? I think for for making it, I would assume. I think they get a bonus point. Let me check the standings. Um, that will tell me if they have a. Bonus yeah, that's true. Because no, um, so that that certainly not. certainly makes it worth worth it for them as well. They did um, not. They did not get a bonus point. They have, huh. they have three points, three wins, which means no bonus That's points. That's interesting. Um, Atlanta did get a bonus point, so I guess you get. So I think you get one bonus point for third, two for first, and then three or four for or two for second, and then three or three for first. Maybe I can't remember the exact. That's that sounds right. Yeah, I'm a little surprised you don't get anything for just like, um, for making it in the first place. But at any rate. Um, I, I think uh, it's not anything different than what we expected from New York. Um, so it's, it's good to see them there at any rate. Um, and yeah, Atlanta um, definitely look, definitely looks solid. They had, um, um, yeah, they're, they're definitely a, a team to, um, like you said, gave Dallas a run for the money, uh, made it out of that first round uh, with both North American teams won. Um, a, a good, solid showing there my my thing with Atlanta now is I really want to see what happens when we add um and I, I mean really I guess the, the the biggest loss in this meta was um well I don't know I don't want to say that um but but when we add uh you know Tracer and Reinhardt and Zen um and so Somper too but Tracer Reinhardt Zen back into the mix uh I want to see how and if and to what extent they're able to maintain this um success that they very clearly had um, uh, that's my, my thing with Atlanta there, but yeah, Dallas, Shanghai, uh, we knew it was coming. We called it was coming. Um, 
we both have incredibly big brains because uh, <laughs> this finals match um, we did uh, predict all the way down to the to the score line, both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, smart pe- smart guys. I guess that's why we host a podcast. Um, but yeah, it was. It's definitely in New York. I mean, they did what I expected and didn't just couldn't compete with these teams. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm glad good for them for making it here, but I, if Hangzhou would have made it, it would have, this would have been a lot more competitive and maybe more fun leading up to the finals, which still makes me sad. Um, yeah, as far as Atlanta goes, they, I think they played a good match against fuel and they looked like they possibly could have beaten fuel at times, but then when they faced Shanghai in their elimination game, it, it seemed like they were just out of, fuel um i guess uh it just seems like they were done um but it also no, was the no dr- pun intended yeah no pun because it, yeah no pun intended. <laughs> um but it also shanghai you know it was gonna be hard to beat them at that point they were really streaking clearly and then we get to the finals which is just such a good match um one of the best in overwatch league history no doubt about it um and it comes down to, I mean, Shanghai has been, excuse me, I, I watched, I've been watching a couple episodes of Platchat recently, and it, it reminded me of a bunch of, they, they've been tier listing like the stages, um, which I think is super fun. But uh, I think it was 2019 stage three, Shanghai, when they won their first stage title, also um sort of went against the grain of the meta at the time to do so by running triple DPS when the meta was goats. Um, they once again did it in this grand finals when the meta is this Moira Reaper rush um, with obviously Diva Winston. They decide to go wrecking ball. And even though that even even though it wasn't working at first, fate holds on to it. He doesn't give up on it. He runs at the rest of the match and fate he just takes the whole match by by the balls and he he wins it for him. Let's be honest. He he absolutely won it for him there in the end as the wrecking ball just was making a huge difference to the point where the Dallas Fuel themselves um had to switch to the wrecking ball as well because they're like, okay, this is actually starting to counter our comp. This is actually starting to make us lose. Um we just gotta run mirror now. Um so that fate just absolutely won it on our on our MVP of the week joe put fate and i said i said i also want to put fate (laughs) um (laughs) and if i have to be different i would put flood up but fate deserves it like he deserves the mvp from both of us this week um just to do that in a finals game uh with everything riding on the line deciding to keep rolling with the strategy that is not working and eventually like refining it and figuring it out and nailing it it's just so impressive to me yeah, it was um, he, he, he was nuts, and it's the kind of narrative that you know if you were following this past weekend at all, um, I, I'm sure you heard a lot. But yeah, um, from from Shanghai first face in Dallas in the first round, um, and you, you know clearly were not up to the point that they needed to be um, with with the three zero sweep, and it, it was a little bit of a joke um, when they when they got into this Shanghai Shanghai New York match. They were saying you know oh. Um, the you know is Shanghai going to lean into it? Are they going to try to uh, you know backpedal hard? Um, and the question was you know as as they leaned into this um, this this wrecking ball kind of play style, 
against New York, you know, is is it going to be enough? Is it going to be successful? Um, you know, if if it, if it'll beat, um, uh, you know, Asian teams, which it had been, you know, is that going to be enough to to take down Dallas? Uh, but yeah, excuse me. And yeah, by the time uh, they got they got through New York and Atlanta and Dallas, yeah, not only you know leaning into it, but um, but yeah, visibly going through and. And, and working on the coordination and and and, all, and even to the even to the point that you know the latter half of this final series um uh forcing Dallas onto the mirror <laughs> I mean um, that's something they hadn't hardly done all month um um but but you know when you're when you're Shanghai and you're able to to make that kind of change um for, for the opponent's composition that's when you know there's there's something really legitimate going on Oh yeah, and looking back at that three zero sweep, like there was a point on Numbani where Shanghai felt like they were had to, they had to be forced in the mirror in, in the three zero sweep, as um, fate moved to Winston at some point on Numbani in that awful match, um, and I think it's just it's such a good storyline when you get the exact opposite um, later in the tournament here in this in this finals match where. This time, the tables have turned. It's the Dallas Fuel who are moving to mirror the Shanghai Dragons wrecking ball composition here now. Um, I mean, it's just so cool. Like you're when you're talking, Joe, I'm just like, damn, it is cool to see over just like a whole weekend, a team go from like awful at a certain comp to like mastering it. Um, because even in the series against Dallas in the finals, it looked like they hadn't quite mastered it yet until that map seven when you're like okay it seems like they have finally mastered a well as the mirror at that point but toward towards the end of the match when i was like okay they have mastered this wrecking ball dallas can't handle it and they're dallas has to mirror you now because they just can't handle it um yeah they tuned up i mean those first two maps um it looks like dallas was just gonna run away with it yeah yeah um, and it was good. Yeah. At that point I was like, Oh God, do I just stop watching? Like, this is so sad. Like, cause you know me on the last episode, I was like, I just want a different winner. I like it when different teams win. Um, so I was like, dang, I, I wish Shanghai was putting up more of a fight. And then they started to do that. Um, and turned it around and they won the whole thing. Uh, and this is not to take away from Dallas, by the way, Dallas is still nuts. Um, they're so good. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just super impressed with Shanghai here. I'm glad that this may have possibly birthed another like rivalry too. Um, I'm curious to see if this Dallas Shanghai storyline carries throughout the rest of the year as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and with teams this with teams this good, it's it's hard not to see that. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be good. Um, yeah, so we, we talked about in terms of um, uh, we we like to talk about matches to rewatch. Uh, I'm just going to throw out one specific map, <laughs> uh, which was Nomani from this final series. Um, that was in in lots of ways sort of the the turning point there for Shanghai. Um, uh, you, you could see the the gears turning in their heads at some point. <laughs> oh yeah. Definitely. If you're only, I mean, it's obviously a long match too. I think the VOD's like three hours or something. Yeah. So if you want to watch like from a certain point, I agree with that. But if you're an Overwatch League fan, definitely watch this whole thing. Like it's one of the best matches in history. Um, 
but yeah, I'm super, I, I'm glad, kind of glad that June joust is over. The meta was definitely getting stale pretty quick there as everyone agrees, but it's still cool. It was even evolving towards the end, I guess. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> great finals. Uh, but we move on to the summer showdown now. Um, and I'm excited. Hero Pool's gone. We'll see if the meta, I guess, shifts back to where it was in the May Melee, or if the nerfs slash buffs that have gone through since then will change anything. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. I guess anything else to mention about the finals this whole tournament weekend before we move to the news? Uh, yeah, it was super good. They had... Um... Uh, Danny on site uh, to help do some content with some of the teams. Oh, yeah. uh, that was cool. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to think about other things. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's basically it there. Uh, you were talking a little bit about you know summer showdown predictions and leaning into that, and so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later in the show, I'm sure. But yeah, it's uh, I'll be really interested to see. You're right because there were definitely um, some some big changes that. Uh, or you know some some uh, patch changes and stuff, uh, both going into the June joust and now going into the summer showdown. Uh, that'll be different from the, what we saw in May. Um, um, but, but yeah, I'll be really interested to see how similar we end up. You know, you could use the word backsliding; it has kind of negative connotations. But um, how similar the backslide ends up being into you know a meta we're very familiar with. Um, um, you know, or or something different entirely. So that's, uh, but particularly, you know, certain teams are, are going to be um, really interested to figure that out. Yeah, um, it's also worth mentioning, I guess, that May Melee like is the one stage that like barely had a meta. I guess it was very variable. Teams were playing a bunch of different comps. Uh, never, true. never really settled on one thing. So I guess, I guess, a lot of people would be welcoming for that meta to come back. Um, but I'm referencing to maybe, maybe it settles on one thing a little bit more now that there's more time, stuff like that. Who knows? Um, but yeah, let's talk about the news. Um, the Shanghai Dragons have made a signing. They signed Develop, a DPS player, um, from Talon Esports. And yeah, I think this is probably mostly to replace DM, maybe, who they lost, I'm guessing. It's, surely that was the logic, yeah. Um, this is quite the jump, uh, I'm sure, from 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 DM to anyone really. But uh, you know, they they seem to have confidence, um, and hopefully, be helpful to the team in in one way or another. You know, whether he plays much or not. Yeah, I mean, still, once again, like I said, when DM retired, like it's flat and lip, uh, very hard to play over them. Uh, you got to be really good. But it's still nice to have backups. I, I, I'm glad that after both Erster and DM retired, Shanghai was able to get two more players and keep their roster uh, at a larger number here. Keep it at nine, because um, it would have sucked if they just if it just kept shrinking. But yeah, they keep adding to their roster. Of course, um, coming off that big win. Up next, very sad news for any Contenders fans or any OG Overwatch Esports fans. Runaway, disbanding. Um, uh, unfortunate. Uh, I mean, just one of the most historic organizations, I guess, in Overwatch history. 
uh, produced so many, so much talent, and they were producing so much talent like up to the day they disbanded. And obviously, a bunch of their players that came in to the league this year are like, like Mag. Players like this are some of the rookie of the year candidates. Um, and they, I mean, the craziest part about it is they were competing in Contenders Korea against like the Lunatic Highs against these teams that had so much money, and Runaway was legit just. Uh, just a team at some point. It wasn't even an organization. It was just six players that were good and wanted to play with each other. And it evolved into something huge. So, um, yeah, it's so sad to see them go. Um, from the news, it seems like they're, they're not like... They, they're willing to come back someday, but for now, it, it looks like they're gone. Uh, sad. Any any parting words from you, Joe, for Runaway? Yeah, sad, absolutely. Um, uh, somebody on Reddit did the did the counting. It's something like eighteen L players uh, who are former Runaway. Wow. Um, uh, and uh, like eighteen or nineteen or something. Um, yeah, nuts with the with the talent, with the quality, with the the <laughs> the memories. If you want to. Um, describe it that way um of really um big matches and exciting plays and and um and and memorable you know stuff that's happened um under this team yeah it's definitely um uh, yeah definitely sad to see him go um it, it, you know it was a big thing you know overwatch league recognized it there on their social medias and all this like um definitely the 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 game is gonna is gonna feel that i think and certainly uh, Korean contenders will. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, very sad. Still surreal. Still surreal. I got my pink runaway sweater in my closet still. I love it. Um, glad to have that memory at least. Uh, but yeah, super sad. Uh, next, a Dallas live event is going to be happening. Um, we don't have like the exact details of like if it's a full homestand if it's just going to be dallas versus houston or what is happening um i think tickets went on sale for like envy plus members i have no clue what this that thing is but apparently tickets are on sale already for it i don't know if those tickets had more information on it or what but um i believe this is the july 9th dallas versus houston match that they were mentioning because they mentioned Battle for Texas, July 9th. Um, don't know if it's going to be a full weekend like Hangzhou, or if it's if it's just that one game, or what what's going to be up. But um, yeah, there's going to be some sort of Dallas live event, and that's the big news. I mean, it was teased before, now it is official, and it's and we know the date it's going to be happening, and it'll be happening in the summer showdown. So that's exciting. Uh, first and yeah. first NA homestand, I guess. Yeah, absolutely, and and not um, like officially announced through the uh, uh, Overwatch League yet. And so yeah, maybe when they make uh, that announcement, they'll um, <laughs> you know have more details for us. But yeah, super cool. Um, I'm glad to have that back in North America. Absolutely. Um, I thought there was something else I was gonna say. Oh yeah, to, speaking of contenders, <laughs> for those of you, uh, it's it's not on our our list of stuff to talk about for this show, but. For those of you who enjoy following me, following uh, the Philadelphia Fusion, uh, Fusion University, and some of the stranded Philly players in EU are still uh, rampaging through 
contenders EU, um, except that they uh, they did lose. They lost to um, British Hurricane in the current tournament, mm. um, and so are working their way through the losers bracket now. They just beat uh, Raspberry Racers like a few minutes ago as we're recording this, <laughs> um, uh, and, and and are still alive. But um, anyway, but that, I thought that was notable that um, yeah, Fusion University with with Poco and Astro and Shockwave and. Uh, I guess those are the three big names, um, but they, they did lose to British Hurricane. So wow, in the first round, two zero as well. They have a rematch against British Hurricane coming up here. It looks like tomorrow, so that'll be exciting. Um, wow, I yeah, I, I knew Contenders had just started because uh, Uprising Academy is back in Contenders as well, which is nice. Um, and I think they're already out of the tournament. Unfortunate for them. Uh, but yeah, cool. Thanks for the contenders update. Um, besides that, we don't really have any news left. So uh, I guess we will move into our power rankings. If you haven't listened before, we do power rankings in between each uh, little stage here. Uh, so these will be our post uh, June joust power rankings going into Summer Showdown. I think I don't speak for Joe here because I'm not sure how he ranks, but as far as I ranked, I not only rank based off Jun Jao's performance, but how I how I think they will do go forward do do going forward as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I'd agree with that. My my thinking was sort of like you know just um, you, you know blank slate. Think about the history um, and predict forward like where are we currently in the season, kind of thing. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you want to follow along, please go to our Twitter at on the blank show. Joe will have tweeted out a nice graphic before this episode comes out, so you can follow along there. Um, I'll, I'll read out the rankings, kind of. Um, but I think it's always great to have a nice little picture alongside for sure. Um, but yeah, let's start with the bottom part of our rankings that are pretty similar. We have the same four teams at the bottom that I think a lot of people would agree with, and that's the Charge, London Spitfire, Vancouver Titans, and LA Valiant. Um, The big difference for us, I guess, is we both have Valiant last, but I have Vancouver worse than London, whereas Joe has London worse than Vancouver, and then we both have Guangzhou above those two. Joe, why? give me your reasons why you think Vancouver is better than London. They haven't played each other yet, and it's kind of interesting because they're they're the two teams that are winless in NA, and they they play each other last. They're the last game. It would be hilarious if they were both winless <laughs> going into that game. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be uh, that would be super notable. Uh, London right now is on the. Um... Uh, longest uh, Overwatch League lost streak in history outside of the 0-42 Shanghai Dragons. Um, uh, and yeah, honestly, that's a big part of that change for me. Um, or wait, what? What am I looking at? Did I already... Yeah, okay, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Um, but yeah, that that's, uh, <laughs> that is a big part of that change for me, that yeah, London... Um, and granted, they they have had a hard schedule lately. They've, um, I'm trying to think. They played uh, like Shocker Gladiators type teams. I think yeah. um, several times in June at least. Um, uh, but but yeah, not not super impressed there. I think Vancouver has 
uh, potentially uh, higher potential than than London does at this point. And I think the biggest factor that could change that would be Sparker, uh, who also just this past week, I guess that could have been news, um, uh, turned 18 uh, in this past week. So he can start playing in the Summer Showdown tournament or in the show, Summer Showdown, you know, regular season matches when they happen. Um, uh, so that might be exciting. Um, certainly to see his debut, I imagine, against Paris this coming week. But um, um, yeah, at least at least for now, not super impressed with London. Uh, and yet, yeah, that that those bottom four teams, uh, otherwise identical, yeah. uh, for us. Oh yeah, um, it was London, Vancouver was very hard out of these bottom four teams for me because you mentioned Sparker and like I don't know, it's just hard. I agree, you could easily put Vancouver over them. I think they got. Um, more potential to win with like players like Taro and now Changsik. Um, but yeah, I, I maybe I'm just a little hype on Sparker being of age now. Um, that I put had to put London there. I st- don't get me wrong, we still think they're pretty bad, <laughs> but it's interesting <laughs> to compare the two. Who, who do we think is worse? I guess. Um, and then I guess we go to our next tier. Um, which for both of us, actually, we have the same four teams in a row again um, in different orders. Uh, Paris, Chung- oh, yeah. Paris, Chengdu, Toronto, New York as uh, our next little chunk of teams here. Uh, Joe has Paris at 16, Chengdu at 15, Toronto at 14, New York at 13. Mine goes New York, then Paris, then Toronto, then Chengdu up top. So we do have a fair amount of differences there. I'd say Paris is basically in the same place for us. Um, I'm I'm actually a little surprised at your Paris placement, especially after how good of a June joust they had, in my opinion, Joe. Why are you? I guess I do want an explanation on why why you're down. I felt like my ranking was almost down on them. I've seen people rank Paris like twelve or like eleven after that June joust. Um, why do you, yeah, why 16, they, I guess. Uh, yeah, they didn't move at all, uh, from, from after the May Melee and my rankings, uh, you bumped them up one spot. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I still have, um, uh, for me, I think there's a lot more value in, um, uh, looking at, um, the, the rankings by division, uh, than, than comparing across necessarily. So in that sense, we, um, ours are more similar uh, with Toronto above Paris um, above those other Atlantic teams we've already discussed um, um, but yeah they, they, they definitely got good potential I think um, part of my, my concern with Paris was um, looking ahead into um, um, a, a meta that again as we're sort of speculating uh, is going to tend to not be um, as favorable to them as it did in May or as in um, similar, similar to the way it did in May, it's not going to be favorable for Paris. Um, I, I, that that was definitely a factor there. Um, uh, New York and Chengdu, uh, we do have those positions uh, swapped as well. I like uh, New York definitely got a boost, I think, because of their uh, uh, June performance. Uh, like obviously the tournament wasn't great, uh, but it, it's it's definitely notable that they were able to step in there. Uh, I think the thing that could change Chengdu for me. Uh, it's sort of alluded to it um, <laughs> earlier in the show, but I definitely didn't um, want to talk about specific teams right now. But um, is is how good they did in May, um, and I think if we if we end up in a very similar place um, 
in this summer showdown tournament. I think Chengdu uh, still definitely has the potential to 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 do super well in Asia. Um, uh, and so that's that that would be that would be a, a thing to, to change sort of where they're at right now for me. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. That's that's some some justification there. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, I think going for while they had a good June joust, I think going forward they still might struggle a bit. I mean, I have them under Toronto, and I think the main reason I put them under Toronto is they actually recently lost to Toronto in the June joust. So, um, I had trouble putting them ahead of them. Um, and while they were able to beat Boston, I feel like Boston wasn't playing well that game. Um, and they beat Justice three zero, but I think I think there are a lot of teams that could have three zero the Justice that weekend. I'll be honest, the Justice were not great. Um, and they, that 3-0 was a struggle, by the way. There were a bunch of tied maps and, like, very close maps. So, um, But, yeah, besides that, um, Chengdu, I guess we can talk about for a second because the, it's very sad to see them drop. They dropped a 15 on your list, 12 on my list, and I'm even sad about them dropping to 12. I mean, obviously they had a little... I think they had a pretty tough June Joust schedule, right? They had... Um, they had Fusion, who they ended up beating, of course. They had the Dragons. Um, and then they had the Spark and the Dynasty. So literally the top four teams. Um, and they ended up beating the Fusion. They easily could have got 0-4. Um, for me, as far as Chengdu goes, I mean, if they can't beat these teams and they were consistently like, it was either 3-1 or 3-0. I mean, they took Soul to five maps, but... So I still think they're going to compete with these teams is my point. But the fact that they weren't able to like take any of these games besides against a Philly fusion team that didn't have EQO yet and was struggling to find themselves in this meta. Yeah, they just have to drop, unfortunately, um, especially in an Asia region that I think a lot of people are like, OK, maybe Asia's not near the level of NA this year, which I tend to agree with. So. Yeah, that's why Chengdu's dropping for me. Um, how about you, Joe? Um, yeah, it, it, it sounds good. I sort of, sort of uh, alluded to them as, or I sort of uh, touched on them as well. Yeah, that uh -huh. uh, they definitely got the potential to jump back up there, but uh, yeah, not a great month uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Joe has Boston at twelve. Of course, I don't rank Boston um, because I'm biased. Uh, next up, we got, um, I guess our top 11 um, has some similarities, but some differences uh, in there. So I, I, I'd like to go through the differences mainly. Um, we got a little bit of a difference in Washington. That's our first difference. Joe has Washington 11. I have Washington at 8. Um, I guess... I guess maybe I have to defend myself more than you for this, Joe. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, about Washington, I will say um, that was that was one of the teams. I sort of did like an initial power rankings and then sat on it for like 24 hours and then came back and looked at it again. And Washington was actually a team I changed. I originally had them um, lower. I had them at 13 originally. Ah, wow. Um, um, but, but bumped them up a little bit, I think. And a lot of that was um, just in deference to uh just trying to average out the performance just a little bit because uh, it was not a good month for washington uh obviously in the june joust but um i, I do think it's a good team um 
and I, I considered even you know bumping him up to to have him just make the top ten. But um, uh, yeah, hopefully, 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 this next month will be much better for that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, talk about Washington. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just think like obviously they had an awful week one in that June joust, but I think it's just like. I think we should almost ignore it. Like it's almost null and void to me because I think it was a learning experience for them clearly. And you just have to pay attention to what they did in that week three, which was sweep the Florida mayhem, which you definitely shouldn't scoff at that. The Florida mayhem are good. Um, and that's, I mean, the fact that Florida mayhem took Dallas field to find maps the day before should prove that. Um, and then took the shock to find maps. Uh, Decay is a hyper carry, obviously. Um, but as long as they don't make the mistake, which I would imagine they would learn from their mistakes again, that they did at the beginning of the June joust, I think they are one of the biggest threats in the league. So that's why I still have them at, at eight and actually moved them up in the power rankings here. I think they're a little more scary to me going into the supper showdown. Um, we have Florida in the same exact place. It's cool to see when we have teams in the same exact place. Yeah. Um, one other big difference is Soul for both of us. Um, and Joe has Soul in his top five at number five. I have Soul at 10. Um, and I mean, if you look at my power rankings, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Te- or I guess Philly's an Asia team. Never mind. There are, there are a good amount of spots for NA teams in this top 10, while there are only three Asia teams in my top 10. Um, so that's going to be my explanation for why I have Soul so low. I think Soul's a good team, but the competition is so stiff that I, like, I don't know if I could see them beating teams like Washington, Florida, Houston right now. Um, so I have those teams above Soul. Uh, but also Soul just hasn't done... Soul has done exactly what I expected them to do, which unfortunately isn't anything special quite yet. Uh, don't get me wrong; they're winning game. They're winning games. They're doing well, but they just haven't like proven that they can be a top team and break out. Um, but yes, why Soul at five for you? And I mean, I, that is also a big lift, by the way, in your power rankings because uh, they went up four. They were at nine last time. Yeah, it's it's true. I think um, part of that is more due to. Um... Uh, teams like Philly and Washington uh, dropping spots, maybe than uh, than Seoul picking up uh, four purely on their own merits. But um, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. And again, if you pull out and look at the the division rankings by themselves, I have Seoul right below Shanghai and above Philly and Hangzhou. Uh, you have Seoul right below Shanghai and Philly um, and right above Hangzhou. So it, you know it, it's more similar in that way. But yeah, it's interesting thinking about this. Um, uh, this you know the Asia versus North America kind of discrepancy. I'm really looking forward to the end of the season when um, they. I don't. I don't think they promised, but they they said they're really going to try to do like a universal tournament that would be excellent. Uh, if I remember right, they were they were talking about trying to do that. Um, but yeah, that yeah. Right now, um, yeah, the soul. Uh, their issue has always been consistency. Like that's that's obvious, and so that's uh, definitely the main thing that would give me that would give me pause. Um, but yeah, that I think Philly um, uh, for, for putting them above Philly, I, I think Philly is probably not in the position they want to be right now. Um, 
uh, last week we talked about uh, Poco being in, in Korea. I think I got baited on that. Um, so <laughs> apologies to the people who thought Poco was in Korea because um, of something that I said. I, I, don't, I don't think he actually is. Um, but Astro is, uh, so hopefully we'll see him in the summer. That's very exciting. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. A little bit higher on Philly there. Yeah, definitely consistency I think would be the issue. Um uh, if we were going to think about it that way, yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> it's definitely going to be interesting with um, with players back for Philly, and obviously we both still have Philly pretty high, despite a disappointing June joust where they were like one map away from making it to the play-ins, which would have been fun. Um, but yeah, I, overall, very interesting. Our I mean, the last big difference is our top four, we have the same teams, but we switched Dallas-Shanghai. So I'm interested to ask you, Joe, um, despite Shanghai, the most recent victor of, um, obviously, their matchup against Dallas, why he still got Dallas the number one? Yeah, and it's, uh, this is definitely something I, I went back and forth a lot on as well. That, um, yeah, most recently, Dallas is looking... Um, this is like you know slightly weaker team um i think um there's there's definitely room for evolution of of this rivalry here at the top but also just you know of the team in general um uh you know they are uh they're gonna add pine i don't know that that's gonna you know it's not worth um keeping them at the top of the rankings for but it's a different it's a difference in the team certainly um uh Shanghai is going to have um, evolutions as well. We got a new meta to consider. Um, I, I'm not not quite ready to throw away. Um, well, the other thing for Dallas is just the the giant playoff potential that we've seen now. Uh, you know, playoff Dallas is a different team, and so I guess um, part of that could just be you know interpretation of what the power rankings are. Uh, but if we're looking at you know postseason performance, I think um, Dallas is, is definitely not to be. Um, uh, not to be doubted when it comes to you know playoff times and this kind of thing. Um, the, 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 yeah, it sort of remains to be seen if they if they you know played each other in the first week of the summer showdown. Uh, I still might probably predict Shanghai, um, but uh, um, you know with with time to go still, I, I uh, I'm I'm content to keep them up there for now. Yeah, um, I I think it's. I think it's pretty easy to pick Shanghai at this point. So I commend you honestly for picking Dallas. Cause I definitely think Dallas has an argument to still be number one and still be the scariest team out there based off what we've seen from them. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I just had to give it to Shanghai because of their fantastic win. Obviously. I mean, it was just undeniable, um, at this point for me. So, um, but yeah, that the, those are our power rankings. Of course, if you want to see the full thing, it's going to be up on Twitter. I'm at on the flank show on Twitter. Um, thanks Joe for making the graphic again. And yeah, I think we nailed it. I think we got some good power rankings. Uh, but we got some predictions here. Cause of course we only do one episode in the break between the June joust and summer showdown. Uh, so we're going to predict week one, summer showdown, mats, summer showdown matches already. Um, and there, of course, no hero bands in this one. We just, anyone is playable. We go back. Um, and we're going to be predicting the first match of the entire 
thing. And while I have come back, I think I'm only seven points down. Joe is still ahead, so he has to predict first. And it is a very interesting. It's the battle for Europe. Um, the first match here, London versus Paris. Uh, so this, oh, yeah. this should be a very, very cool one. And like Joe mentioned earlier, Sparker's debut. Uh, do you think the de debut is enough to get London their first win against Paris? Um, yeah, well, and it's, uh, I believe it's a five point difference even. Um, so it's been, it's been double digits, I think for several weeks, but, um, yeah, Johnny had a perfect bracket for the, the June Jones <laughs> tournament. So yeah, that's, it's 182 to 177, I believe is what we're looking at. Um, and again, we're, we're keeping, keeping tabs on that with the Overwatch League Pickums uh, website. And, uh, there's a link, maybe I'll go in and retweet. Um, the link we posted to join our leaderboards. You could see how you stack up against the two of us. Um, but yes, thinking about Paris versus London. Um, definitely going to be an interesting one. Um, um, a couple teams, you know, relatively, uh, relatively low in North America as far as that goes. Um, but uh, definitely an interesting one. I'm, I'm leaning into Paris here, I think. Um, you know, even despite, like we were talking about, the addition of Sparker and these kinds of things, um, is, is definitely going to be valuable, but um, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing um, uh, what Paris is able to do with uh, this new expanded hero roster. Yeah, should be interesting. I, I I'm gonna go for the safe form of Paris. Uh, yeah, I it's it's hard to it's hard to pick London winning for their first match here, and it would be awesome to see Sparker come out and they just look great. But obviously, Paris are, is coming off of the June Joust, where they actually almost made the plans. They look good. Um, I'll go Paris. Uh, up next, Gladiators, San Francisco Shock. We get to see the rematch, of course. This was the first match for both of these teams. Um, in the first, yeah, in the very first week, I think. So this is very cool to see again. Uh, I think Shock took that one three to one or three zero. They looked much better than the Gladiators. Um, this time around, it looks like the Gladiators have improved. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. They've had an easier schedule, but they've been able to pick up a bunch of wins, stay at the top of the standings. Same with the Shock, though. Arguably, I mean, they got the one and the two seed in the June Joust. Um, this is going to be a very interesting match between these two teams. Uh, who you got between the Gladiators and the Shock? Yeah, it's it's gonna be a great one. Um, I uh, again, maybe it's maybe it's a safe pick. I don't know. Um, but I'm I'm definitely again uh, leaning towards the shock here. That's uh, that's where I'm gonna be picking this match. Um, definitely should be a close one. Um, um, unrelated, but speaking of the gladiators, uh, we did get a Kevster face review. Oh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> you could go. Um, you know, on their social media, they can see what Kevster looks like. But um, yeah, as far as this match goes, it's going to be a really good one. Uh, I believe this was like a week week one or week two match that we saw uh, that now we're getting a rematch of. Um, um, but yeah, I'm leaning towards Shock. I'm really looking forward to seeing Tracer back in the hands of somebody like Striker um, and, and see, see what they're able to do with this series. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with the Shock as well. I yeah, I think Gladiators, we've, we've seen them so far in these big matches, they just haven't been able to win against the good teams quite yet, so it's hard to bet on them to do so here. Especially against the Shock, who, man, I, it's crazy they haven't made it to Hawaii yet, I'll be honest, because 
I mean, the first time, I definitely don't think they were one of the better teams in that meta. But in June Joust, I thought they were possibly one of the best teams in that meta. So crazy they didn't end up beating Atlanta. Um, up next, we have Seoul Chengdu Hunters. Um, which should be a very interesting matchup. Last time, as I mentioned earlier, when we were talking about power rankings, actually, last time these guys played was in the last week of the June Joust, and they went to five maps. Seoul ended up taking it. Um, of course, different meta. Last time, there were no hero bands. The Chengdu Hunters were a really, really good team. Uh, do you think they are, with with the bands gone again, uh, with some heroes available, maybe that they like a little bit better, Levon, Tracer, stuff like that, Sombra available, do you think Chengdu is able to get the win this time around? Yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my logic here for picking Chengdu. Yeah, is um, that I, I expect it is going to be a little bit better, um, uh, a little bit more positive for Chengdu there. Um, uh, th th yeah, whether that ends up being the tracer or whether that's um, you know something more comfortable but that's playable uh, <laughs> is is definitely exciting. Um, certainly, Echo wasn't the best look for Chengdu. Um, uh, all certainly wasn't bad either, but um, stuff like that. It'll be um, definitely good to see. But yeah, I'm 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 assuming that um, yeah, once we get to a similar similar situation as we saw in May, I think uh, Chengdu's going to step up a little bit. Yeah, at least for this for this match. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you too. I'll I'll pick Chengdu as well. I think they could definitely step up and win it. Um, I, I'll pick Chengdu. Uh, and then we got a Boston versus Florida match. This will be. I think both of their um, second matches of the week. Florida plays Toronto earlier, and Boston plays Toronto or Boston plays Vancouver. So we'll have a little taste of what both these teams uh, give us, um, and then they will face each other. This is their first matchup of the season. It should be super interesting. Uh, who do you think takes this one, Joe? Yeah, and and uh, certainly that uh, you know those initial tastes uh, may well affect how this match goes down. Um, at least initially, um, I'm gonna um, be picking Florida here again. Might be a little bit safe, but um, the Boston Boston do look good. Um, Valentine, um, uh, that's a good player. I he popped into my head because um, I forget what player it was 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 going through the IBM player power rankings, um, and saw that Valentine is apparently uh, IBM's uh, favorite Junkrat player in the league. <laughs> Um, by like a lot, by like fifty <laughs> IBM points or whatever. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the unit is, but anyway, he only has four minutes on Junkrat, by the way. So that's the, <laughs> that's the main reason. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh. Anyway, so th that's that's beside the point. We got this match. Uh, it's gonna be Florida versus Boston. I think um, Florida is is another team that's really gonna benefit from uh, having some of these heroes back, and not that they. Um, not that they had a bad month last month either necessarily, but um, you know when when they get to play the tracer, when they get to play uh, even the sombra, Florida has has tended to play more often I think than the rest of the league. Um, it's when they really get to shine, um, and and uh, I think they're they're going to find success against Boston. Uh, all right, well you know me, I'm going to pick Boston. To win this one, <laughs> Boston Uprising, they're going to have fantastic uh, little break here in between the June Just Summer Showdown. They're going to come out swinging. I mean, they, they're going to build up their confidence with an easy sweep of the Titans and then go right into this Florida Mayhem game. Win it pretty easily as well. Uh, I'll pick Boston to win this one. 
once again, not biased at all. And <laughs> yeah, um, those are four games of the week. Of course, we pick every single game under Pick'em. So we'll give you the results of everything uh, when that's all said and done. Uh, but besides that, that's all we got in the rundown here today. Uh, Joe, anything else to mention? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. The Widow skin is probably still available for purchase. Let's see. That's like until, a week, maybe. Less uh, than a week. Excuse me, the 21st. So it's like next Monday. Yeah, next Monday is the last day you can get that. Um, so yeah, definitely go uh, pick that up uh, if that's something you're interested in. Uh, and we are off next week, uh, but we'll be back after opening weekend of the Summer Showdown. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow my Twitter at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Once again, follow us at our show's Twitter at On The Flex Show for some great graphics, all that. Uh, you're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it any different way, you we are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy this little break before the summer showdown.